Democrats have a lot riding on California's tax day revenues this year. California state lawmakers are considering banning small hotel shampoo bottles. And California state called for spreading wildfire costs broadly. That's what's coming up in this week's episode of California Streaming. This is the California Streaming Podcast with your hosts, Bobby, Jonathan, and Louie. We're three conservative California natives putting ridiculous state and local politics on blast. So hop on our magic bullet train to nowhere and let's talk some California politics. We're back. Are we're we? back. Are we, Bobby? We're back again, doing the same old thing. And our wallets are open. It's, Man. It's tax time. It is tax time. It is uh, the week of taxes. Ooh. There's a lot going on, both at the Fed and at the state, at it's the true. local level. I it's, feel like there's way too much for an hour episode. Yeah, not to mention, what, last night, did anyone watch the clips of Uncle Bernie I don't know. Did he like mistakenly stumble into the Fox studios or something? <laughs> no, yeah. uh, that was quite interesting. They're trying to be fair and balanced as the uh, right, right. That's that's fine. A lot of fing- but, a lot of finger waving on Bernie's part. A lot of millionaires and billionaires discussions. Well, which of of which he is one now, right? A millionaire officially. Uh, this but does is, he accept that? Well, he wrote he, a best selling. He wrote a best selling book. Yeah, so if he you goes, want money, I accept that I'm a millionaire because of the books I've written and so on and so forth. Fine, great, okay. But I, he released his tax returns for the past ten years, and I think that's going to eat him up later on. Explain, explain, because he and his wife are in trouble for taking extra money from the no. college that they were. Uh, no, in no, 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 no. In a socialist society, everybody's good. He's an angel, Bobby. And everybody just takes their nice little share, and nobody tries to get ahead. If you looked really close last night on Fox, you could almost see the wings underneath his jacket. There's yeah. definitely the halo. a halo. Yeah. yeah. Totally. A little, little aurora above his head. It's kind of weird. Do you think anything's going to come out of the uh, bar investigation? Oh, I I was reading today about the color coded redactments. Right? <laughs> Are they? Yeah, I guess that's well. That, it's very <laughs> rainbowy cute. Um, right. Is it to tell you who's who's being talked about, or is it? I, I haven't heard. I think about it's it. I, my my limited understanding about it is you know if it's this sort of classified info, it's like pink. And then oh, if it's this gotcha. sort of yeah, that's what they mean by. Kind of like the wildfire threat level. This is real terrorism alert. So it's a red highlight. So it's super bad. Yeah, yeah. There, I, must, there really must not be anything there. Something would. Rosenstein, right? Read it and kind of gave whatever um, Barr said a thumbs up, right? Yeah. Well, or it said he. That's right. Basically, what it came out with was true. Right, and every. Everybody thinks that if they look at all the data in its entirety, right. they're going to come up with some different conclusion. Well, like the no, Da Vinci no. Code. Right. <laughs> they're, they're not about that. They're, they want to find something else. Yeah. Anything else that, that could possibly be in there that they may have obtained with the legal, lawful right to do so under the investigation and then go, oh, look at this now. Right. Now there's something that we can pin on you. Right. But of course, they. Regular media will completely dismiss any and all Democrat, you know, bad. I'm just really curious though if any happened. if anything comes out against the previous administration. You know, the, the word "spine" is being used pretty heavily, which is a pretty strong word. Right. And you wonder if all these things though, I feel like just never get capitalized on. Whether it's Hillary and Benghazi and email servers and what, like you get all these things that you think are the smoking gun. Like there's only one reason why you have an email server, like. Come on now. Exactly. And then it just disappears like my dog ate my homework. And no one cares. And then you and when someone says, Did you did you wipe it clean? And you say what with a cloth? Yeah. Right. <laughs> but nothing ever comes of this stuff. Everyone's like, Oh, this is it, this is it, this is it. And nothing ever happens. And we say this statement a lot, I know, but again, it I gotta say it. It's because nothing historically has ever happened. Those are the things that helped Trump win in 2016. People oh, totally. were tired of that. Did you see uh, that other, I was going to send you guys today, that other dimwit that's going to actually run for GOP? Yes. Oh, uh, he ran for the Libertarian. Uh, he was the VP Libertarian. Uh, yeah. Has that ever time. happened? Well, has the incumbent ever had yeah. a challenger? Yeah. Reagan, Reagan did it. Reagan yeah. ran against, um, uh, was it Ford? I uh-huh. think. Yeah. yeah. 
right. against Ford. But yeah. nothing really. Yeah. Everybody knew Ford wasn't going to win, so they needed somebody. But he, everybody but Ford knew that he right. wasn't going to win. Against Carter. Yeah. It's yeah. it's funny because, like, just sit this one out and enjoy the popcorn and I watch the Democrats. This ain't going to happen. Because there's so much going on over there. Like, you really need to start Bill Weld. churning the water. Yeah, that's his name. Bill Weld. Yeah. I think. <laughs> Retired. Well, he's a... He's a f- Republican from Massachusetts, so the, the, the conservatism is in it's question. A different flavor. It's yeah. in question. He's really going to grab those uh, those numbers from Massachusetts, the Romney, right? yeah, the those, Romney care supporters, those conservative New England votes. But I'd like to see if anybody wants to endorse him from the GOP. That's well, and then you become a house divided, and it's like, do we not get it yet? We're going to be watching that on the other side, right? In- Why do we need any kind of <laughs> Any kind of waves on our side? Yeah. Um, have you? We asked, I asked this question. We've talked about it before. Whenever we bring this topic up, of the new people and even this, I think his name's pronounced Buttigieg or right? Yeah, yeah. Including him, anybody that you see having sort of a shot against Trump in twenty twenty, he he's quite the oddity enigma. In that. He is an like an I think yeah an enigma. I mean. The Starbucks CEO was quite the outsider kind of, you know. Right. You know, a long shot because he's going from a, a third-party standpoint. But Buttigieg is just a mayor from a small town. Like, I would get it if it was a mayor from a large town like New York or L.A. or Chicago. Right. You know. This from a, a very small town. South, yeah. South, Bend, South Bend, Indiana. Right? Uh, Notre Dame. Uh, home in right. Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh, so, not it, the one that's on fire. The university of true, yeah. So it, just from that aspect, I go, where did where did you come from, yeah. dude? Where where? And what's interesting is if you look at South Bend, it's a tiny, impoverished little town. Is it really? Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, all it has going for it is the university. I mean, mm-hmm. that is the town. Interesting. Democrat rule for the past twenty years. Could be. I don't know. Actually, wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. I mean. You're not that far from Chicago. You're only about right. two hours from Chicago. You, right. You kind of fall in the Chicago metro area. Right. A lot of commuters on the train between South Bend and Chicago. Oh, okay. So you're mm-hmm. kind of in that sphere. So it really wouldn't surprise me if it is super liberal. Topics. You want them? Yeah. We got some stuff to talk about. All right. This is the first one. We kind of touched on this a few episodes ago. Uh, Democrats have a lot. Uh, I can't read. Democrats mm. have a lot riding on California's tax day revenues. This came out of the LA Times. It's long been said that two things are key to successfully governing California: ample Sierra Nevada snow to keep the water flowing, and plenty of income tax payments to keep state services running. Yeah, that's a pretty bold statement from the LA Times. <laughs> I mean, they just acknowledge that taxes are what keep this place afloat. I mean, and at a heavy rate. It could- Correct. And what is it? Sixty four thousand. Sixty four thousand households are the primary contributors to our tax funds, which is hardly anything. Uh, nothing uh, n- uh, compared yeah. to the population of this state. Exactly. Um, nothing. So Newsom's budget plan uh, in January projected the state will collect nineteen point nine billion in revenues this month, three quarters of it from personal income taxes that must be filed this week. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, on Monday. Uh, the April numbers to meet expectations, income tax net receipts of more than $3 billion must be received this week, more than $2 million every minute of the day on Monday, but that still wouldn't be enough money to fill the hole left earlier in the year. And then uh, through the end of March, total tax revenues were $2.2 billion below expectations for the fiscal year that ends on June 30th. So it's basically, you know, we talked about some episodes ago how we're way under the projected budget numbers, but they keep saying it's a stall on, on, on the timing in which we get taxes delivered, and that because there's you can't write off your state taxes anymore, there's yeah. no incentive to do your taxes on time. Uh-huh. Yeah, and so there's uh, there's this delay, if you will. People do their taxes in a timely manner, but when you sent me this article, I immediately jumped over to. Um, Betty Yee's, the state controller's website, real quick. Right. So she <laughs> were you one of like the three visitors? One of the three visitors. <laughs> yes, it, it finally clicked with the bounce time under thirty seconds. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, she doesn't have the March of uh, the April um, newsletter up, 
yet, which I would have liked to have had, but I went with the March one, and here's the first two paragraphs. Oh, boy. California's total revenues of $5.51 billion in February were lower than forecasted in the governor's proposed 2019-20 fiscal year budget by $1.34 billion, or 19.5%. And in the fiscal year 2018-19 budget act by $2 billion, or 26.7%, as the controller reported. Two-thirds of the way through fiscal year 2018-19, total revenues of $79.93 billion were lower than expected in the proposed mm. and enacted budgets by $4.2 billion and $3.3 billion, per, respectively. For the fiscal year to date, state revenues are 1.4% lower than the same time last year. Those are big numbers. Mm -hmm. So let me kind of give you like a, a compare and contrast. They were expecting $20 billion surplus. Right. Looks like it, the way it's going, it's going to be completely flipped in the opposite direction. A $20 billion decrease, a, a deficit. Yeah. Which is a $40 billion swing. What's the size? Do you, do you guys know what the, what that plays into for the rainy day fund? I don't know, but you know they've already started spending money on um, a Texas bunch of different spend, programs. Texas spend, Texas oh, right? spend. So some Classic. of them are needy families and education opportunities for their children. And then uh, some bigger ticket things like uh, Medi-Cal for illegal immigrants, uh, health care programs for low-income Californians. So... They've got a lot of these big ticket lofty goals that they're already starting to put in motion in anticipation of this money. It's like, uh, I feel like it's people that start getting ahead of themselves before they get their refund back, right? They're like, oh, I always get a big refund every year, and so I'm going to go buy a boat or I'm going to go do this. And then <laughs> they don't get the refund they expected, and they're kind of screwed. Which, I was just talking to somebody about this today. Which is back to the whole notion of what what the refund actually is. It's it's, your, it's an interest free loan to the government. Money, it's your money back to you. Yeah, I don't think I don't think people understand the whole. You need to no, you need no. to find. It's almost like the Laffer curve. You need to find that sweet spot. Yes, where you're not getting any money back at the end of the year, and you're not giving any money at the end of the year. You got to play the withholding game, especially because they'll penalize you if you pay right. too little. So. It doesn't behoove you to hold all the money and then pay what you owe at the end because right. you'll get you'll get actually you'll get penalties right. and most people don't aren't uh, they don't save enough <laughs> to make that <laughs> right. that nut right right but you also I've never understood the oh I get four grand back on my taxes yeah okay so you floated the government a four thousand dollar loan for free exactly uh, but but again the psychology is it was this money in the ether that is like free found right and it was basically a forced savings account on them by the government i i just clicked on this la times article it says the search for california's missing two billion dollar in tax revenue oh boy by it's missing john myers oh he's an editorial guy it'll appear <laughs> magically it'll appear <laughs> uh yeah it basically it reiterated exactly what i just said uh we're missing money. It's actually $2.7 billion that we're short already. And I think we're, we're not stopping what we're doing. We needed to borrow that money for the, for the train just a couple of weeks ago, the 600 million in, yeah. in bonds we just sold for no right. apparent reason. Oops. Yeah. I wonder where that's going. And I think for me, the bigger issue is, is the trend of this, right? Or especially those sorts of numbers in what, by all measures, you look around. I'm not real sure the general economy is. Well, you know, like headed south. The, the real, soon. the real trends and where the money is coming from. We're getting more money in sales receipts, in in the sales taxes, and that's because back uh, in November when everybody had their ballot, every single municipality out there was oh, yes, increasing right. taxes right. on something or whatever either their sales tax or a marijuana tax or some kind of tax or bonds or blah, blah, blah. Right. They were increasing taxes somewhere. And I think we had, and I'm trying to go off of my memory here. I'll have to go back, but it's probably like 80 different taxes that across the ballot somewhere around there. 
you know, oh, everybody had a tax. Everybody had a tax. Yeah. Everybody had a tax. If not, if not one, at least two on their on their uh, on their radar for sure. A lot of sales tax. A lot of sales tax. A lot know, of bonds. Exactly. So we were really uh, bumping things up, and so that's coming out of people's paychecks. I'm sorry, you know, I can't avoid not spending money in the state. Right. You know, well, I it's all coming more. out of your paycheck, whether it's income tax or sales tax. I mean, I guess the the argument for sales tax is it's a use tax. Yeah. Right, but. And we're up to, I mean, you guys have obviously had to fill your cars up here recently. An Orange County Register article, we're up to, we've almost broken the dollar mark now for taxes per gallon in this state. Oh, I just spent four something yeah. yesterday. We're at 98 cents right now. 18 cents federal, 42 cents state, 8 cent state and local, and this is Orange County Register, but okay. Uh, state underground storage tank fee is 2 cents. <laughs> Yeah, right. Sure. And the additional cost for compliance under cap and trade and low carbon fuel standard, 28 cents. 98 cents embedded in a gallon of taxes embedded in a gallon of gas. What's crazy is like 10 to 12 cents is the high side of what the actual gas station owner gets per gallon. (laughs) The rest of it, it's kind of like if you see a a gallon of milk is composed the same way. If you Mm. see the breakdown of how you get the cost of a gallon of milk after you get all the government taxes and everything else thrown in it it's crazy there's i i wish everything you know how you have like a nutrition counter on food and stuff like that the nutrition facts sure it would be awesome to get a breakdown of your tax facts on like everything that would be yeah someone did that to to actually see how much uh, you know well why is this four dollars well actually a buck 50 of it goes straight to the government that would be yeah. That would be really interesting because I don't, I don't think people understand that part. No, they just say, "Oh man, the prices went up." And do you remember these these people when gas was what are you going to go back three four years? Gas was in the twos, maybe the cheapest I'd ever seen it in my young lifetime yeah. was right after nine eleven. Oh wow! It came yeah. down to like ninety nine cents a gallon that day. Wow. It plunged. You you remember the days when gas got to about four dollars and everybody was ready to get their pitchforks and torches and like the problem is you get every numb single to it. politician you that's get numb right. to it that's right i my truck takes 35 gallons i've been putting plus hundred dollars in that thing for years now and you remember when the credit card limits prevented yeah, you from, it still does <laughs> yeah. most cards will still prevent you at 75 bucks or 100 bucks depending yeah. where you're at yeah but you just get numb to it you're like well what am i gonna do right i, I gotta drive and i'm gonna fill the tank up so and they know that because the demand curve on gasoline, and that's why they just keep loading well, taxes. They know, account. look, you'll bitch for a little bit. Right. After that, it's gone. They just got to ride it out. And that's why they're on the record of saying when gas is low in price, that's when we need to put more taxes on it. Look, we voted for the gas tax, for God's sakes. Like, we, we don't get to complain about the gallon of gas because we voted well, to well, that's <laughs> spend not true. more taxes. That's not true because when we were asked to get rid of it, because it was funding that stupid train to nowhere. Guess what? They what? changed the way it was written. Yes meant no, and no meant yes. I know. People are stupid. Yeah. People are still stupid, though. I, people I, aren't paying attention. No, you know, I don't totally agree with you, because when I took to Facebook on my crusade over this, I had a lot of people pushing back on how much we needed that money. I didn't have a lot of people saying, oh, I got duped. I had a lot of people saying, well, we need to maintain the roads. So in my little anecdotal And, and sphere, how are those roads <laughs> right. being maintained these days? In my little anecdotal experiment, I didn't get a whole lot of people that were like, oh, they screwed me with wordage. No, they were like, well, yeah, we need to pay more taxes. Like, who does that? California. California does that. Weird. We're just dumb. We're just... Just dumb people. <laughs> we deserve everything we get. I, well, that's for sure. I mean, we don't. You don't have the people in Sacramento you've got unless people voted them in. No. So, there, and when we did that ballot uh, comparison from '88, it's the same exact <laughs> thing. Same for the last stuff. fifty years we've been voting on. It's roads and it's taxes and it's bonds and schools for the children. Yeah, that's all yeah, the same. It's water bonds. Yeah, and nothing gets better. No amount of tax has gotten us out of any kind of hole. 
No amount of tax is going to save the pensions. No amount of tax is going to save the roads. No amount of tax is going to, or bonds are going to save the schools. The school scores still suck. The school buildings still suck. The roads still suck. Like, and it isn't me, or there's this, is there seems to be a teacher strike every other two weeks. Oh, it's like here, there, and then Gavin Newsom rides on his horse and goes, "I'm gonna." I'm or it goes off money, the radar. I'm going to put your oh, right, right. money into your pension fund. He From went where? On vac- I don't know where. He went on a vacation. Didn't even tell me. He anybody. went to El Salvador. To bring people over? To lead the crusade. To lead the crusade. Him and Beto. Dude. You know, uh, he was down there, and he said, you know what's going to save El Salvador? Tourism. Capitalism. This is a great surfing surfing area yeah that's that's what's gonna bind us together surfing and i go that's always the last ditch effort for every politician everywhere pusas and surfing they go tourism tourism is gonna save us tourism and then they tax the hell out of tourism that's right right like we do that here oh well the hotel we'll go with cot taxes okay we'll increase that and that won't affect uh the amount of people coming here so it's like (laughs) we act like there's no repercussion to tax exactly Exactly. It happens in a vacuum. There's no second or third order ramifications. Right. We just keep piling it on. Why not? I mean, this is always, you know, Gavin Newsom's big uh, promise to the state. And he's been working to fulfill those promises, even though they're crazy. You know, he wants, you know, to expand housing. But no, we can't expand housing because there's too many rules and regulations to actually fulfill those rules. That promise. It's, it's smoke and mirrors, man. What's your What's your best general guess? Okay, so they're short, budget short. Okay, uh, what's What's the spin? What's the uh, and I air quote solution, right? Cause, but they'll have one for us. They're just going to tax. Uh, what you You think? You, here's a question: Do you okay. think we're gonna we're about to see in the next couple of years? Do you think we'll see another temporary income tax increase in the state? Do you think they can actually push this thing any higher? Yeah. Totally. Do you, do you think that'll be an avenue well, that they'll explore? I, yeah. I always felt that it was always the prerogative of the Gavin Newsom's, the Democrats up in Sacramento, that they're trying to avoid taxing the middle class, that they want the right. the burden on on the uh, one percenters, if you will. The ones who can pay it. That's right. So to do that, to raise taxes on the middle class, that's might be a bridge too far, but okay. again, it goes back to Louis's example with the gas tax. Well, I guess I just need to pay more taxes. Yeah, there's no revolt. There's no Boston Tea Party in this place. No, like I feel like I'm taxed without representation. Totally right. I absolutely nobody in the state represents me. Nope. But it doesn't matter. We'll just jack it up. If anything, salute Carbajal represents you. <laughs> if anything, because we have. <laughs> A, uh, a balanced budget constitutional amendment. They will have to address their actual budget. Now, will they borrow money to shore up the yeah. shortfalls? Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. They'll make one side Rainy of the ledger equal the other, and they'll push it through somewhere. Right, right. But you know, will they have to be accountable for the for that budget shortfall? Accountable. Mm. What have they been accountable for lately? Maybe. The sanctuary cities when Trump came over and Dude. said, you know where I'm going to park them? Sometimes this guy plays 4D chess, oh, and I don't think people realize no, it. No, it's pretty funny. <laughs> and the outrage oh, is the funny part. You can't do that. Like, Okay, explain to me why I cannot. <laughs> oh, Nancy. Aunt Nancy. She is getting kind of funny. All right. So that's it with taxes. But, but we're going to start banning some more stuff. We started with plastic bags. Then we then we went to straws, and now we're going for white males. No, oh no, not not yet. You got to ease into those okay, things. Sure, we good do. thing you're a brown male. <laughs> you're safe. Yeah, pretty soon your Bobby's gonna be the only one on the podcast. <laughs> exactly. Louie and I are gone. We've been phased out to Indiana or something. Uh, this one comes out of a. Let's see, we got Fox News, KTLA, but a lot of people are covering this. It's a special one. California state lawmakers considering banning small bottles at hotels, and California goes tax wild. Mm. No way. 
Both those are just breaking news. Hot take here on California Streaming. More taxes. <laughs> Get out of town. Those little shampoo bottles offered in hotel bathrooms, used once or twice, and then usually tossed in the trash, could soon be a thing of the past in California. State lawmakers are considering a bill that would ban hotels from providing guests with small plastic bottles for soap, shampoo, and conditioner. The proposed law would go into effect in 2023 would instead encourage hotels to provide the products of bulk dispensers <laughs> to reduce plastic waste. In, I love it. Encourage. Yeah. We're going to outright ban this thing and we'll make it illegal for you to do it because we just want to nudge you in the right direction. <laughs> this is going to seem weird, but AB 1162 is being introduced by a Northern California Assembly member. Wait, well, like, 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 I was going to say like Bay Area? <laughs> yeah. you got to be kidding. No way. Ash Calera. Oh out of San Jose, co-authored the bill, uh, would apply to all lodging establishments, which is interesting because if you're like an Airbnb, oh. are you susceptible to that too? It's an, just it's, go to Costco and buy <laughs> the bulk. <laughs> Pantene. <laughs> Pantene. <laughs> just pump whatever you need, man. Exactly. <laughs> Carla, her name's not Carla. It should be Carla. K-A-L-R-A. Let's go with Carla. Calra <laughs> said that small plastic bottles under 12 ounces represents a sizable amount of waste and that this bill would reduce the problem. You know me. I love these magical numbers. 13 ounces, totally different. 12. <laughs> 12 is where the evil happens. Exactly. Like, okay. <laughs> By not offering small bottles of personal care products, hotels, motels, and other lodging establishments can promote a more sustainable business and potentially reduce operating costs. He said as part of the analysis on the bill. Analysis. How does analysis we're, we're, we're go? Getting, we're, getting, we're getting hot and heavy with the word analysis. We're getting here. to a point where you're going to have to walk down to the, to the lobby in your robe right. and go squirt me. <laughs> give, me give, give me my hand and go back up. Yeah, everyone's, I, everyone's getting in the elevator with a handful of shampoo. Yeah. There's bread lines and now there's shampoo lines. AB 1162 will take meaningful action to curb single-use plastic consumption. I love that they gave it this like technical oh, term. Oh, no. They want to make you feel so bad. Single-use plastic consumption in the lodging industry and increased consumer awareness. Boy, it'll make me more aware. <laughs> <laughs> and awareness is half the battle. I'll be aware when I get in there and the freaking bottle is empty. <laughs> yeah. Was you know what this reminds me of? Wasn't it one of you guys that sent me the, the article? end of the world? No, uh, sent me the article about the plastic bag a- analysis and like yeah. obviously, uh, which we had read about before they passed the ban. The fact that these reusable bags, when you do the full yes. analysis. Are actually like take cost twice as much, take twice as much energy, and all. And they're everywhere. (laughs) I still get a plastic bag every time I go there. I pay the damn ten cents. It was a reason.com article. Exactly. We're actually increased the plastic bags by one hundred and twenty percent. I believe it because I'm not going to reuse a plastic bag that I put meat in, (laughs) and I'm not going to reuse the the cloth bags that I put meat in. I'm sorry, I'm not. That's unsanitary. Yeah, I'd rather spend the ten cents and not get trigonosis for God's sake. No, I, I pay for it every time, too. Yeah, you know what? I got salmonella, but I feel pretty good about the environment. <laughs> that fish is swimming in the ocean. I'm sorry, sir. How many bags would you like today? Oh, I, I don't know. Enough so that my milk doesn't fall Yeah, out they the always ask you. Like, I don't, I'm not the expert in boxing this crap up. You tell me how many bags I need. And then they try to jam everything in one bag. Oh, yeah. Right? right. So now you've got this overpacked bag, and you're like, dude, it costs you 10 cents more yeah, for a second You're bag. there at the end, and you go like... Ten cents, you bastard! Yeah. It's because you, you you look at it and you go, "How many are you going to upcharge me here, brother?" I would have thought on. more checkers would be like, "Bros," and just like, like, like not scan them, kick you the bag. Yeah, yeah, they don't. See, uh, but there's so many of them that there must be take like, out their little card. And bleep, bleep. Yeah, there must be like the threat of jail or there's, something. You know, in this state, there probably is. Like they've all been told, "You don't scan." Yeah, like. You're going to see it, a prison. Because the cost is just because they can. Exactly. That 10 cents is, they just like made it up. Yeah. They just, a, a more just, round numbers that, you know. There's this little, this little uh, European market in Santa Barbara I go to to get like Middle Eastern ingredients. Okay. They still use the old school bags, but they charge the 10 cents. <laughs> <laughs> I go, no, 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 no. You don't get to do that. The 10 oh. cents was because of the added labor it took to use those bags. <laughs> 
different bags. That's so great. You don't get to use the same illegal bags and charge a dime. <laughs> uh, my uh, my neighborhood market before we had the the plastic ban uh, ban. We uh, if you brought your <laughs> reusables, they would give you ten cents to a little charity of your choice, and you put the little dime. That's comforting. Yeah, though that was beforehand. Now it's kind of like, well, now we gotta take the dime. Good yeah. luck to you, buddy. Wait, is that the tray or the jar? It's a fraction of a cent. It's just ten cents, but it's nice. I mean, how many more taxes have we got on the talkie here? I mean, we got uh, yeah. what do we got? An estate tax, a death tax, forty percent. By guess oh, who? No, I'm not even. I'm not even halfway done with this yet. Go for it. Uh, let's see here. So the legislation comes amid a growing push to phase out single-use plastic. Plastics like straws and bags. Change, change our lives. Change our lives. Critics say that these items take decades or more to decompose and end up polluting landfills and bodies of water. Wait, wait, polluting landfills? You mean those uh, things created specifically to receive trash? Correct. Interesting. Correct. Uh, let's see here. Mm. They actually have uh, support from Marriott International. I saw it. Yeah, which was interesting to me. Um, but Marriott knows that they're just going to pass the cost on to the person staying at the... Yeah, exactly. it's, not a, it's not a profit effect for them. They're just getting ahead of it. It's a little PR for them. Right. It, you know what? I bet it, it's probably cheaper for them to do the the bulk. Yeah, I guess it's, it's a matter well, of labor, and, and right? May, for the person cleaning the room, that's well, who's going to be well, I, I start thinking about it this way. It's probably cheaper to do it that way. They don't do it that way because people like the little bottles, no, and no, so no. you want to stay competitive. It's not that they like it. It's just it's a hygiene thing. Because if you go to mm. go take a shower and there's, you know, the dispenser unit and it can be accessed by weirdos. Oh, totally. I that, uh, That's my uh, biggest fear on all that stuff. Yeah, that's fair. Which I is why it. they went this route and said, here's a, your little individual bottle so that you don't get creeped out. You You don't go and pay for a hotel room that has a bathroom to have any sense of communal about that. Correct. Right. This isn't a hostel <laughs> right. where you're sharing bunk beds in <laughs> a communal exactly. bathroom. Exactly. And, and that's a great point. That reintroduces a communal element to the experience. And yeah. I don't think people I mean, that's, that's why, you know, when, when you go <laughs> into the bathroom there at a hotel, the, the housekeeper has folded your toilet paper totally. to, to let you know that they saw it. They acknowledged that oh, they got rid of the otherwise like a half a half torn square. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you and you start thinking to yourself, you go, somebody else was in here, <laughs> right? And they used it. It's so and true. You never know what you, they were doing. You have to believe, though, even with Marriott's support on this, if it was so good, they'd already be doing it, right? So there's got to be a catch here. I mean, right? If if, if it was more government, like, oh, this is a great idea for the government. It's crony capitalism. Yeah, I, right? you figure if it was already a winner, they'd if, already be doing. If it. If it increased profits, done deal. And I will say, I I went to a pretty nice hotel up in Sonoma over the summer, and they did have this in the room, but it was really, really nice, like spa quality junk. Right? Everything and, else about it made didn't even make you think twice about it. Right. Being it actually made me feel like I was using some high end stuff. Okay, but. You know, they, uh, I guess my problem is the government forcing it on them. Of course. I would like to see them just do it by virtue of this is a better product or it increases the competition. Of course. Not, no. we're just going to slam down some more, get rid of plastic <laughs> right. laws. Um, they said this is a win-win for sustainability perspective. What a load. Operational perspective and financial perspective. God, what really, a load of just if they were really goes. honest, they would go to China and go, "Hey, clean up your rivers and stop polluting the oceans," because that's where it's all coming. That's from a bigger now. impact than this junk. No, 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 no. Bags and straws and shampoo bottles. <laughs> oh, right, it, it, it all comes Why? from Eastern Asia. What is the Asia? motivation, though? I, I, but do these people just go to work in the morning? The, they my, go to their special DMV my, at the Capitol, and then they go sit down on their desk and they say, "God, how can we just?" inflict our will my friend, on more business. My friend and I were talking about this this past week, and that's exactly... Who who comes comes up with this stuff? What What's the motivation here? For doing yeah. This? I, well, like, it's simple. They need popularity, and these things make This them, is popular? Th- this is popular for Democrats. Is it not? I guess it's self-fulfilling now in this state. It's because it's all most Go Democrats. to the ballot, and you're like, huh, oh, yeah, ash. <laughs> That guy. Remember, it's not about <laughs> they take care of the bottles. <laughs> yeah. Remember, it's not about solving the problems. 
Because if we would solve the problems, hell, I'd be behind it. Sure, why not? Let's clean but everything. Don't, but, right? but don't you think, but, but to your point, they see this as a huge problem that needs to be solved. Out of all the things in this I, state, I, dude, I agree with you. That was the problem. Of course, no, no. But, I mean, I mean, sure. let's ignore the fact. We got kids that, who can't spell "cat" in eighth grade. <laughs> we got teachers striking, roads that are a mess. We could be two billion short on our budget. Don't forget, Shampoo a quarter of the homeless population lives here in California, and a third of the all welfare recipients and growing. are here. Oh, growing, you say? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's before Trump buses all the sanctuary. <laughs> yeah, right. Dump them all but, off here. Why yeah. not? But we got free everything. But the next Seattle. Individual head and shoulders bottles. Evil. Evil. Those have Evil. to go. I just, God, there's nothing else for you to tackle. <laughs> like, what is the net benefit? You, know, I, you try to, I don't know, I try to look at something like, what can I get the no. most impact with, with like the least, the least effort, right? Of course. Low hanging fruit. Some low hanging like fruit, right? right? Like, okay, what can I like make a giant impact here with? And it won't cost me that much or take that much. Shampoo bottles, apparently. Boy. All right. Well, again, like, who's going to challenge it at the Supreme Court or whatever? Nobody. Nobody Nobody is. It's all dumb. Inflict your will. Next topic. So this one's kind of interesting. California state called for spreading wildfire costs, quote, broadly, and then PG&E stock jumped up 20%. This came out of CNBC. Um. So the bullet points, basically, of this article are that uh, Gavin Newsom releases a wildfire report that slams PG&E for its role in major blazes and suggests that the state could push to break up the utility. He also says wildfire costs should be spread more broadly beyond utilities and even to include government. And then shares of PG&E shot up 20% in trading that week after the report was released. So I thought that was interesting that a company that's basically going BK, mm-hmm. which is stock jumps 20%. Well, yeah. And I mean, well, why not? Just, just let him see what happens. Just go ahead. I, I also think it's interesting that Newsom is even suggesting that the government should have some culpability. <laughs> yeah. See, that's the thing to me. And that's where like, I don't trust this guy worth anything. And that's what I makes me wonder. He is the man of verbiage, right? And obviously that sounds great because those of us who believe the government has been derelict in their duties to clean out right forest area, that makes sense. This guy's not going to, at least I don't think, this guy's going to follow through with that statement at all. It sounded great during this speech and got more and more people to kind of give him a thumbs up. Right. I don't think he's going to do squat about that. They also... uh there's a line here. It said the governor's strike force report also said that the state should quote demand that a reorganized PG&E serve the public interest. And I think this is the interesting part when you mm-hmm. serve shareholders, mm-hmm. but you've created a monopoly mm-hmm. in the utility world because of government's intervention there. They should actually be serving the shareholder interest. PG&E. Means. PG&E. Yeah, no. Right. Not necessarily the public's interest. Now, you would think that by serving the shareholder's interest, it behooves them to serve the public interest, right? Because it creates a better company. But that shouldn't be the will of the government to wield that. Does right. that make sense? No, no, it does. And that that's where the gray area... Boy, a long time ago and just ongoing, we've had this discussion, right, about how do you think about a utility, right? In terms of electricity, it's kind of become... A necess- you, you'd make the argument a necessary aspect of people's lives. So how do you do that and provide that in a competitive way in the, because of the logistics that are behind that, right? And so then if, if it is going to be a true utility and required, how does that properly navigate over into the private world, a private company that has a listing on the, uh, the stock exchange? It's, it's right. a... Boy, well, and I've, I've talked about this in that, especially when all those fires are going down, is this just the price we pay for having electricity everywhere in a developed world, right? We have transmission lines that go through passes and canyons in remote areas so we can get power from one substation to the boonies because everybody should have electricity, we say. It's, well, what yeah. is the, I can't, you can't 100% prepare for that. It's an interesting point. I'm not sure we've, we've talked about it from this angle before but it's an interesting point given in today's 
I don't want to tie too much to, you know, today's culture of immediacy and Amazon Prime. and But we certainly also live in a culture um, because of technology that surrounds us and things. We expect thing, We expect very little volatility, very little risk in our lives. We expect not to be inconvenienced. Exactly. Right? right. And so people, I think, as each day that goes by, people in America do a worse and worse job assessing the potential downside, the potential risks inherent in in everything that they do and use on a daily basis. The internet, right? Mm -hmm. Another utility. I mean, can you imagine people our age and younger if there was, let's say, some massive update and the internet was down for like three days? Oh, You, it would be a joke out on the streets and in coffee shop. I mean- Oh, you wouldn't have credit card processing. You, you you wouldn't have all the things you use on your phone, like your maps and your messages and all that. Exactly. And that part right there, people's expected interaction and usefulness of those. They, they oh, how disappointed out. are you when you go somewhere and they don't have Wi-Fi? Exactly. Right? Like you go to a hotel and you're like, I got to pay $10.99 for Wi-Fi? And so I think that that has, has skewed people's expectations. You're making the point, Louis, and, and I'm just kind of coming at it from a different angle. The logistics, the upkeep, this is a challenging issue to deliver electricity to all these areas in the state, terrain, um, weather conditions, everything. But we so are used to it, we we ignore or or too drastically discount the risk and the challenge involved in doing that. And so right. our expectations of what should happen are, I think, probably... To swing too and, far. Well, you, way. You know, they're operating as a as a government arm. That's pretty much what they're doing. They they really don't have a say so on how the day to day management of this utility is operating because they're the one and only right. utility right. in the area, depending on what you're talking about and where you're talking about. Right. So they have very little say so. They've been granted some contract to eke out some kind of small profit if they can, and then here comes a horrific fire, which they're responsible for, right. or or maybe they're not. Maybe the state's responsible for it. Who knows? The state's not going to take any responsibility on this one. This sounds good for the future, right? but this report, they're not taking any responsibility on it. I mean, they're letting the company go bankrupt, which I argue is, is that a net benefit to right. society to have the utility go bankrupt? Well, see, then the problem is who's going to come in and pick up the pieces? Exactly. Why would you even touch it? Because because purely from an economic perspective, right? right. If you let the company go bankrupt, you have now helped the marketplace mm-hmm. and the next utility better assess the true risk that they face by taking on this challenge of providing electricity to the state. So even if you let this company go bankrupt, the next I would argue that the next uh, company coming online to provide electricity is going to be taking this instance into account when they set their rates. They should. What if the rate? What if the risk is too high? When and then nobody but wants yeah, to. Right. Well, exactly. And why, right. Why would you even want to? Yeah. Um, but we never. Somebody will take it. Which, which is fascinating to me. I don't know why people do take yeah. it. Why would somebody come be the utility? When the upside's limited, right? You, when the upside's limited. You decide to start a business. You decide to buy a company that's defunct, or Kodak, but, right? They had a bunch of patents. You do those sorts of things, and you purchase those assets from the company. When you think you might see something that others don't, you want to utilize those assets in a unique way. I mean, you're, you're talking about risk assessment, and that's great, and I understand all that stuff. But at the same time, the price is negotiated by the state itself. No, exactly. By board. That's what I'm saying. So the if they can only charge so much. There is no not up, gonna be worth it. There's no classic upside to taking on a heightened level of risk. People take on greater risk right. than might be normal if you believe you have access to an upside of profitability that might be abnormal. Right, right. And, and that's not here. It, I mean, just kind of one of the basic tenets of life is typically the higher the risk, the higher the reward. Right. Right. And so our reward here is we have electricity on every inch of the state. <laughs> right. And the high risk is that, well, there are power lines that get us there and they could fall down and start a fire. Right. I, there's also the aspect of you chose to live in an area that was susceptible to fire. More risk assessment. More risk. You get a beautiful home yep. in a beautiful area, but yep. you accept a greater risk yep. to get that. Yep. If you want to live in the, you know, 
in a concrete jungle of downtown Los Angeles. Yes. Less reward, probably, depending uh, on unless you're some kind of hipster and you're into uh, that. Right. You're going to be pretty safe from wildfires. Correct. Not going to touch you. But we. But I go back to my point, and I think you guys would agree. We just are in a society and culture that wants the former with the risk of the latter. No consequences. That's right. With the risk of the latter, and and can't wrap their head around why that's not possible. I mean, this can get so deep into this. The whole like we've talked about, just the lack of self responsibility in anything. In <laughs> Correct. Life. I don't want to be responsible for anything I no, do. No, I want to be fluid on that, every decision that, I ever make. And I don't right. want to be held to any kind of bar standard that's or morals exactly or values. Right. And that's exactly right. And I think this is, I know it sounds like a broad reach on it, but I think it's uh, part of the greater thing of we need to blame someone. Exactly. Somebody's right. got to pay for this, right? Because that's what it comes down to. It, a decision like, yeah, you know, crap happens. We had 100-mile-an-hour winds and passes and canyons and dropped a line and started a big fire. Right. And then it takes a long time to get a lot of fire resources up there because other parts of the state were burning. Versus... Which uh, probably helped to get a little larger than it could have been. And and we had, like, the most catastrophic Santa Ana event for some of these fires, like, we ever had, like, 14 days worth of it straight. So you look at all that, and it's not acceptable to just say, ah, as happens. Right. You, you can't. You got to say, well, who do we sue? <laughs> who, do, who do we get money out of? What turn up do we look for? Right? Exactly. And then you say, oh, let's go to these guys. I mean, we pretty much handcuff their life. The Utilities Commission tells them how much to charge, what they can do, the rules to follow, all the regulations. And then we say, and also, as a reward for being the power arm of the government, you also absorb all the risk. Right. There's a trap door. Yeah. Dude, it, like what? Why in the world would you pursue that yeah otherwise i say fine just open it up and yeah let's have 12 sets of utility lines running everywhere right like you might as well put some competition (laughs) exactly exactly i don't see a i don't see an out for this there's not i it it, and it all falls back on us because like you said and we already talked about this jerry brown was i think it was brown no or newsom one of them gave him the go-ahead to build in the cost into the rate fees it was it was brown it was who, brown on his way out wasn't on his it? way out he was he was uh he bailed he was opened the door for the bailout right yeah and he said you know and he basically said you can go ahead and pass this on to the consumer yeah great so we're which is essentially a tax yeah another tax uh we're gonna fine you for bajillion dollars but don't worry you can just pass it on to the rate payer yeah so i'm paying for it in the end yeah in the end in the end yeah what does it matter? Who you know? Who's who's responsible? Who, nobody. Nobody's responsible. I'm going to give that a catch register with a loud boo. I like it. The good, good combo. Good combo. That's how strongly I feel about that. It's Appropriate. Money in, money out, and we never seem to have enough. And I don't know where we're going with this anymore. Never. Yeah, that's it. Oh man, any more on that? I I, I remember uh, Michael Michael Avenetti. He got his uh. His uh, airplane. His plane away. was here at Santa Barbara. Exactly. Yeah, right? it got confiscated. <laughs> it, got, it got repoed, man. He and got his plane repoed. And nobody's covering this guy anymore. They're, I'm curious. Old news. You know, they were kind of lumping him with Mark Garagos there for a second. They, they were. And I'm. I haven't heard any more about that, mm-hmm. and so I'm kind of curious where that goes. You know what? It was to probably me, that was a bigger deal. My guess is Garagos dropped the dime on him. You think so? Yeah. He he told him his master plan. And he went. You know what? I'm going to tell the feds and I'm going to run away from this as quickly as possible. You might be right. Which would explain why he's not, you know, in trouble. You've been right on Bernie and the mafia. The mafia. Uh, let's see. We're ready for some tweets. I got one right away. If you didn't already know, Trump said, due to the fact that Democrats are unwilling to change our very dangerous immigration laws, we are indeed, as reported, giving strong consideration to placing illegal immigrants in sanctuary cities only. The best. I got one from our buddy James Woods. He uh, posted an article here, or tweeted an article called Divided Party. And then he said, they're coming for you, Nancy, and these witches are going to eat you alive. Oh, I had that one, too. Yeah. <laughs> I got one from our old buddy James Woods. So he's, it's some article that's showing a picture of some kind of crazy men's swimwear fashion. I don't know. And he says, every Democrat should have one in his, her, Z closet. 
already does. Great. The old (laughs) banana hammock, eh? Yes. Here's one from Cher, the one and only. I understand helping struggling immigrants, but my city, Los Angeles, isn't taking care of its own. What about the 50,000 citizens who live on the streets? People who live below poverty line and hungry. If my state can't take care of its own, many of our vets, how can it take care of more? Brilliant from Cher. Unfortunately, she's a damn and she totally contradicted herself. No. Go ahead, John. Hold on. I, I think I got one here from... Uh, oh, no. I, uh, no. I got Maxine. one from AOC. What if a bold agenda rooted in improving everyday people's lives and part of a winning strategy... What if the choice between big ideas winning elections is a false one that crept up on up though upsize influence in our politics? What if in a nation part for changed we were the water? Jeez. I got one from Gavin. To use immigrants as pawns, to put them in difficult and trying circumstances all for the sake of political retribution shows how low you can go. It's sick, it's illegal, it's immoral, it's pathetic, but also par for the course for this administration. This was the guy down there shaking hands Dude. with little immigrant children, using them as pawns. Here's the Maxine one I was looking for. Quote, as for those ultra-white-wing, white supremacist haters who have threatened to kill me and my family and my staff, I've gotten four of them convicted. You come for me, I'm coming for you. There's the party of love, ladies and gentlemen, the Democratic Party. She's I'm been coming, coming after you. us for a while. Um... Bernie, he had a nice little uh, endorsement here from Alien Omar. We must have an honest conversation about the future of the U.S. foreign policy, militarism, and our role in the world. Bernie Sanders is helping to lead that conversation. <laughs> conversation. Yeah, Bernie. Everybody, I'm so, so tired of that oh, verbiage. Let's it's all about a conversation. Oh, a conversation. No, no, let me chastise you for having your viewpoint. That's no, really what it is. We, we can talk about that and have a conversation. Like, Just like Starbucks. Even... Starbucks use that damn verbiage. Let's have a oh, conversation. The barista is going to yeah. tell me how racist I am. Like, <laughs> right. this is great. Thanks. Uh, another week down. That was episode 43. We're slowly approaching 50. Mm-hmm. Lots of downloads. The website's pretty busy. The Facebook page. Hey, man. All our competition just kind of like, yeah, we <laughs> nosedived and just true. went away. They saw us coming and they went, we're crushing it. We're it's crushing true. it. We're actually growing pretty big. We're still learning. We're still trying to figure stuff out. But, but see, we're willing to admit that. <laughs> yeah, unlike <laughs> our politicians, download us every week. New episodes. Uh, Apple iTunes, the Google Play Store, uh, on our website, CaliStreaming.com, C A L I Streaming.com. Um, looking for sponsors all the time. It's true. If you want to give a couple bucks, we'll hey, take it. We'll take it. <laughs> we'll shout you out. Bring on Nike. Oh, <laughs> nah, <laughs> we do vet them. We do need to. Vet the <laughs> Pretty soon they're going to tax us by the word here on this podcast. So we're going exactly. to need, need some sort of. We support. do have a lot of word crimes around here. Yeah. But until next time, Bobby, can you please tell the listeners what they got to do? Don't forget to burn it all down. <laughs>